Next up, it's a trip they're unlikely to forget anytime soon. Taranaki farmers Rebecca and Lloyd Alexander were part of a dozen strong team who spent three weeks touring across the Gobai Desert in Mongolia. The mission to share the love. Teaching communities sheep shearing and wool handling skills. Rebecca joins me now to talk about a trip of a lifetime. Hi there, Rebecca. G'day, Jesse. How are you doing today? Good. Nice to talk to you today. How on earth did you? How on earth did you become part of this team? Ah, so Paul Bro, who was the founder of Share Mongolia, uh, called Lloyd. They'd shorn together in their younger days and asked him if he wanted to go along. This was in two thousand and nineteen. So COVID got in the way, but 2023, we decided we could go, and yeah, it was all happening. Uh, can you tell me a bit about your farm? So we're on uh, 960 hectares here. It's a sheep and beef farm, pretty traditional, with Romney and Angus um, Angus cattle, Romney sheep, and it's hill country with some rolling areas and quite a bit of swampland, so very, very different to what we found in Mongolia. Yeah, I'll bet. Did you know much about Mongolia? When we were invited, we looked up a little bit and we we realised that the country was um, large and sparsely populated uh, with um, huge agricultural focus, So, but none of that prepared us for you know what we found when we got there. The vastness, I think, is the, probably the biggest thing. Yeah, I can imagine. Had you travelled much over the years? Um, so I had travelled in Australia as a young person, so that was my only experience. But Lloyd, with his sharing, had been to Scotland, Australia, um, England, and now he's done Mongolia, So and he'd done sharing all around New Zealand. But, yeah, Mongolia was totally different to anything we'd expected, yeah. What was your job when you got there? Um, so I did quite a bit of the wool handling, and Lloyd, with his shearing expertise, was teaching young people how to how to shear. So they normally cut off their um, wool and camel fibre with scissors. So um, using an electric handpiece is quite a different concept. Uh, it's a different way of handling the animals, and um, just a lot faster than than what they're used to. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now, I'm not on speaker on your end, am I? I'm just hearing my voice back to me, Rebecca. No, no you're not on speaker, okay. and I don't have a radio in there. <laughs> yeah, just a funny little landline thing. No worries, we'll live with it. Um, I hope this isn't, isn't an ignorant question, but do they have, like, PowerPoints uh, to use those electric uh, handpieces? There was a huge, huge challenge in Mongolia. In the Gobi, we used a generator. So we had a generator that um, one of our Mongolian organisers supplied to us. Um, Deggy at Mon Pellets has been really supportive of Sheer Mongolia, so she's been helping organise things like that, those finer details. In the um, Hungai province, which is west of Ulaanbaatar, there were some power um, places where we you know, hooked up to electricity. Mm. But Mongolia is not like New Zealand where there's electricity everywhere. So it's um, you've got to use your number eight wire um, attitude to get things done there. Yeah. Were they pleased to have you there? Oh, they were so grateful to have us because, you know, obviously we're teaching them something that's going to save nine, ten days of 
work for many people. Mm. So, you know, some of the herds that we went to, we sure, we sure for a day, and that that saves them ten days. So, Fantastic. Does this, does this, yeah, does this form part of a bigger partnership between New Zealand and Mongolia? So, Share Mongolia is set up. Basically, it's a not-for-profit to take the technologies and knowledge that we have here in New Zealand and Australia, farming technologies and knowledge, to Mongolia. It was originally the idea of Paul Bro, who works for Rabobank. Yeah. He'd, he'd visited Mongolia and he was just, you know, on a tourist visit. And he saw these people sharing with scissors and thought, oh, you know, can't we help them do something a little bit better. So that that's it's his his child, if you like. Yeah. So, yeah. And how about you, Rebecca? Did you get much out of the trip? Absolutely. I think any time you visit a different culture, it reflects on your own. Um, so I've I've come back to New Zealand. I'm incredibly grateful for what we have here, and um, I just I just didn't realise how differently um, Mongolians live to us. They've got very little and they're so generous, so kind, so happy. And we have a lot. You know, we're so wealthy, I don't think we even realise how yeah. wealthy we are in New Zealand. Yeah. You must spend a lot of uh, time moaning. <laughs> Did you get it? Did you get um, a bit of a look at traditional Mongolian life? Did you get to interact at all and, and see some of what life looks like for them? Yeah, we did. We spent we spent a bit of time with them in their gear camps and um, you know ate ate their food, which was um, interesting. So it's not <laughs> it's not what we used to, but it was um, nothing was unpalatable. But it was quite a shock, you know. They they eat everything from the nose to the tail. Yeah. They eat a lot of sheep. Um, and when they um, slaughter an animal, they, they eat the intestines first. So heart, lungs, liver, <laughs> kidneys, and the intestines. Um, and that is a great honour to be, um, you know, have an animal slaughtered for that, that purpose. So they call that hunguts which is basically sheep intestines. Yeah, Gosh. so you eat that first, and then the next thing you eat is hohog, which is very much like hungi, but it's above ground. So they fill a pot with um, the bones of the sheep, and then they fill the pot with the stones, and you get a little bit of cabbage and a little bit of potatoes. So, um, and, it's, and it's cooked for a few hours and, and, and then served to you. So that... You know, it's an honour to have a whole animal um, served to you. Yeah. I said once in a lifetime earlier that it really was that, wasn't it? Oh, 100%. Yeah, it was once in a lifetime. So, But um, Share Mongolia has um, committed to going again and again to continue to teach them how to share, but also other um, technologies, you know, dipping um, wool quality um, whatever we can share with them that they're interested in, really, yeah. So, what would your message be to somebody who's listening, a farmer who's listening, who thinks, "Oh, maybe I could go um, do this myself one year"? You'd encourage them to do it. Hundred percent. You have to go with an open mind, though, um, and you know, just just go with the flow and enjoy yourself. Yeah, 
absolutely go. Open mind and a strong stomach by the sounds of things, Rebecca. <laughs> well, I never had any problems, <laughs> um, but, you know, some members did, but I, I, was, I was fine, so, yeah, Good I'm not stuff. too worried. How's yeah. your farm getting on? It uh, obviously would have had to um, run run without you for a while. Um, what's what's going on in uh, your part of the world at the moment? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so we're very very grateful to have an, an able-bodied manager here, and um, she ran the farm while we were away. So, um, but it's we've come back to winter. So, yeah, that was a bit of a shock. We were in summer in Mongolia, so. Mm. Lovely, lovely summer, but yeah, we're in winter here, but yeah, can't complain, eh? Any lambs started arriving yet? No, not here. We don't lamb until later in the season. We have quite a long winter in um, in this part of Taranaki. We've, we start in April and we go through till September, so our lambs arrive in September. Okay. Yeah. Nice to talk to you. Thanks very much for telling us about your trip. I really appreciate it. Oh, and thanks for having me. Okay, Rebecca Alexander who has been in Mongolia helping the locals learn how to share sheep with something other than scissors.